Welcome to Did You Get That? The podcast by Chris Raker that offers bite-sized reflections on scripture and life to consider and chew on. For more information about this podcast and to get on a special mailing list that will alert you when new episodes drop, go to the Vertical 101 website. That's V-E-R-T-I-C-A-L 101.com. There you'll find how to sign up for the mailing list, along with oodles of resources, including information about Did You Get That? and Chris's other ministries. Now, here's Chris. This is the third of four episodes in a series on Shalom. Last episode, we saw that Shalom is more than the absence of conflict. Shalom is the way God intended life to be, with justice, healthy relationships, and the flourishing of life. In the New Testament, written in Greek, we often come across the word peace. What the reader should understand is that peace in the New Testament is used for the Old Testament concept of shalom. Consider shalom in the teachings of Jesus and the New Testament writers. In the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus says, Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. We could really translate that, blessed are the shalom makers, for they shall be called sons of God. In response to the woman who comes uninvited to a feast and weeps at Jesus' feet and wipes them with her hair, Jesus says to the woman, who he acknowledges as having uh, sinned greatly, in Luke 7.50 he says to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace, go in shalom. Because of her faith in Christ, this woman is brought into a personal relationship with Jesus, and she's brought into personal wholeness. Her life now will not be one characterized by sin, but of flourishing the way God intended it. At the Last Supper, Jesus says in John 14, 27, Peace, or shalom, I leave with you. My shalom, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. And in John 16, verse 33, also at the Last Supper, These things I have spoken to you, Jesus says, so that in me you may have peace, you may have shalom. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Jesus is the shalom giver, and those who believe in him can walk in that shalom even in the midst of a fallen and decidedly unshalom world. When Peter preaches uh, to Cornelius' household, the Gentile household, in Acts 10, verses 34 through 36, this is what it says. Opening his mouth, Peter said, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality, but in every nation the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. The word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace, preaching shalom, through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. So Peter here acknowledges that the word sent through Israel, this message of shalom, of making all things right, um, is now realized in Jesus Christ, the one who is the shalom bringer. Paul understood the concept of shalom in Romans 8, verse 6. He says, for the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace or life and shalom. You know, clearly Paul's not talking about the ceasing of hostilities 
but the flourishing of life. The person whose mind is set on the Spirit will enjoy a life of shalom. And then in Romans 14, 17, Paul says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace, shalom, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God is rich and whole and complete. It's shalom. You hear the language of flourishing throughout these passages. You see held up the picture of life the way God intended it. Again, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, 11, Finally, brethren, rejoice, be made complete, be comforted, be like-minded, live in shalom, peace, and the God of love and shalom will be with you. Paul says a peaceful life, a shalom life, will be complete, one of removing sorrow, one that is characterized by unity between people and full of the love of God. Live the shalom life, Paul says, that the God of shalom has won for you. And in Ephesians 2.14, he says, For he himself, meaning Jesus, is our peace, is our shalom, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Paul here is, in Ephesians is talking about two groups, Jews and non-Jews. He declares that a whole gospel, a gospel that produces shalom, leads to a multi-ethnic people group that is called the church. And not only are Christians to pursue a life of shalom, we are to be missionaries of shalom. As Paul talks about the Christian's full armor, he includes our feet, right? In Ephesians 6, 15, he says, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, shalom. Our feet are shod with shalom. The Christian and the church's job is to spread shalom in the earth. And that's not just preaching, as, as important as preaching is, um, but it's the whole gospel. It, it's the message of personal salvation, but it's also the liberation of the oppressed. It's the unity of all peoples. It's justice and health and, and flourishing relationships. It's the flourishing of life the way God intended it. Finally, um, consider uh, the important statement that we've looked at before in Colossians 1.20. It says, and through him, Jesus, um, God is reconciling all things to himself, having made shalom, having made peace, having made shalom through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Jesus is reconciling all things. Jesus makes peace and sh or shalom through the cross, not just individual salvation, but the fullness of the gospel, shalom. All things seen and unseen are brought into shalom through Jesus' work of the cross. All is made right, reconciled, healed, transformed, released, justified, made whole through Jesus, the great shalom giver.